Well, hey, friends, uh, I'm coming to you today for our what would normally be the 1020. It will be the 1020, but it's a little different than we're used to seeing it. I'm here with Pastor James, and we are at the table. And what I've been thinking is I've enjoyed so much having the chance to just um, to do the 1020, uh, just kind of holding my phone and, and <laughs> doing it like that. But I thought, you know, what would be really helpful would be to be able to have some meaningful conversations and to do that every week uh, in a way that, that we can engage together and that we can share a conversation uh, that will be life-giving and helpful and bring some perspective. And so we're going to probably give this a working title of the CP table. And uh, every week I hope to bring somebody to, to maybe one or two people and we'll just have a conversation together and, uh, and see where it goes. But today I wanted to start out with just welcoming you first and foremost. And I'm going to try and uh, find, find you on our Facebook stream so that I can uh, <laughs> follow along and see your comments and see who's tracking with me today. Uh, but I wanted to share a few updates. And uh, the first update that I wanted to share with you is that this coming week, every Everything's getting started. So I uh, just wanted to share that as a basic heads up. If you're feeling like you need deeper level of connection with our church family, then this coming week, there's so many opportunities uh, for you to uh, find the connection that you need. So let me just share a few that are, are going down. And uh, the, the first is the men's kickoff. Men's is having a kickoff on uh, September 8th at 6.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. And it's a chance to just get to know a bunch of the guys and have a uh, have a great barbecue time together out by the fire pit and then to uh, figure out how you can engage. And so in our men's ministry, we've got like some great, uh, gr we've got the Conquer series. We've mm -hmm. got uh, the Henry Blackaby Experience in God series some, some good stuff for guys. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, all right, there we are. There's, there's everybody. Let me, <laughs> Jim Gilroy, Deborah Oliver. I'm so glad you're joining us. Welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh say hey to one another when someone else joins in. But uh, another update is we've got Living Victor Victoriously starting. And the name, it doesn't necessarily say it all. You hear Living Victoriously, and what comes to mind is, oh, that's for somebody struggling with some kind of a, a, a dark problem. It's actually our marriage uh, group. And so good. if you've got something going on with your marriage, uh, victoriously, Living Victoriously is such a great opportunity to, uh, to make it better, to maximize the marriage. Or if there are difficulties and challenges, that's a great group to join. I would just strongly encourage you to go on our website and uh, Living Victoriously. It, it's just a really helpful group environment to make the marriage better. So uh, that's an update there. And then we got Women's Bible Study also starting off. They're doing a series by Angie Smith uh, called Seamless about the whole Bible and the seamless story of Scripture. What a great chance to kind of get the bird's eye view and, and really grow. I almost wish uh, we had a men's version of that. Yeah, sounds, sounds kinda, great. That <laughs> sounds kind of good. Um, and then we got a Labor Day splash coming up. It's actually mm -hmm. on Saturday, but mm -hmm. it's just a chance for families to get together and, you know, sh shoot each other up with squirt guns and like <laughs> sprinklers and, and just have fun together on the field, uh, on the Centerpoint campus uh, and trying, I guess, to keep some social distance. And yeah. I guess you could wear a, a mask if, you know, if you <laughs> waterproof want a, mask. a waterproof <laughs> mask or something. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and then see, got Revive Nights and CP Kids Camp. Pastor James, 
tell us a little bit about Revive Nights and CP Kids stuff. Absolutely. So I'm so excited to just be here with with all of you today. It um, it feels good. I feel like I can almost imagine your face, you know, through the camera right now. I I see we have uh, Lil and and Pierre and Don and Sarah and so many other great people who are in, uh, on the feed right now. So thanks for being here with us today. So um, as far as in next gen right now, we have um, in kids we're doing CP Kids Camp, which is happening uh, every Thursday night, and then we have our CP recess. So parents, if you need to come and just get a break for a minute right after the learning distance hours. You can come here at 12 o'clock to 1.30 and just catch your breath and um, and maybe socialize with a couple of moms or, or parents yeah, here. That's awesome. And, I, and uh, Pastor James had this idea probably months and months ago, but mm -hmm. finally things began to open up that you could bring it to life, and that's the Revive Nights. And mm -hmm. I want you to just share a little bit about your heart behind this thing called Revive Nights. Who's it for? What's it about? What's your heart yeah. kind of going into it? Sure, absolutely. So <clears throat> I was thinking a lot about, you know, Acts 2.42, you know, mm. the early believers of the church, you know, devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to the breaking of bread, to fellowship, and to, and to prayer. Yeah. And the numbers grew daily. And so I was thinking about the early church, and I was thinking about how, what can I say that we're doing in in young adults that, that accomplishes our mission here, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I recognize that that right now, more than ever, Zoom just isn't cutting it for, for people right. these days. And so how can we, in any way possible, facilitate connection? And mm -hmm. so uh, small groups is, is one of the huge things that we're doing. So although Revive is the theme of the nights, yeah. we're still CP Young Adults. Yes. And um, we're just calling those nights Revive because we're believing God's going to revive um, just the young hearts, you know, in our community that have gone off the deep end because of COVID. Okay, so you had the first Revive Night um, mm -hmm. about a week ago, yeah. right? Or, or yeah. something like that. Kind of share with us, what was it like? What happened? What did God do? And, sure. and what does that mean for the future of Sure. CP Young Adults. So, so the, it was last Friday, and um, we were sort of pioneering this whole thing, didn't know what to expect. We had 120 young adults show up that night for the first one. That's which, a good biblical number. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good <laughs> right? way to start out. Yeah. And, um, and then we had about 20 people jump into groups that weren't in a small group. And mm. so that was exciting to see. And I think my favorite part about the night, Pastor John, was just seeing everybody afterwards stay. Oh, and, nice. and the afterglow, you right. know, just of, of, of not leaving, they're lingering, they're connecting face-to-face -face personal interactions mm. with people without a device in their hand. Wow. It was beautiful. And I had to just take it in. I, I was emotional even just yeah. watching everybody, um, just their tanks get full again. You could see That's that so God cool. is moving through even the small smiles, you know, That's and, awesome. uh, and people who wore masks, if there were, there was a few, you mm -hmm. know, and, and we're practicing, you know, social distance and those things. But okay. at night, was special. So the next one is going to be um, on the last Friday of September, which is September 25th. Awesome. So September 25th at um, eight o'clock, it's going to be an hour later because we're going to be not here at Center Point. We're going to be at Vail headquarters, which is in South Temecula off of Highway 79. And part of the reason for that is we believe that Revive is more than just hearts. It's local businesses. It's wow. our community. That's it's so touching cool. our city. And so we want to worship and, and invite the presence of God into neighborhoods and into city places. And so that's amazing. We're hoping that as people gather there, that businesses that are hurting in Vail headquarters area will we'll see a revive. That's awesome. I yeah. love the vision of that. It's so important. 
uh, on so many levels. And, uh, and I'm praying that God would allow you to have uh, great favor so that that 120 multiplies uh, and scales in a way that uh, will change so many people's lives. Um, I want to just say hey again to Anne and Angie and Cheryl and Don and Pierre and uh, Sue. Thanks for joining us. Uh, feel free to share the stream on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is uh, the CP table, and we're going to be kind of shifting gears a little from what we have been calling 1020 and calling it the CP table. And I want to let you know also, in case you have been dialed in on, hey, that's my Thursday thing, we're actually going to shift it. Uh, potentially to Wednesday. So just want to give you a heads up on that. I'll make sure and include uh, that in in posts and whatnot. Uh, but that kind of works out for more people that are helping make it happen, especially on the other side of the uh, the lenses and lights. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for what God's doing in our church right now. And uh, James, you're going to be preaching this weekend. Just like give us the 30 second version of what what are we in for? <laughs> sure. So we're we're continuing Tag You're It, awesome. and um, which has been one of my favorite series that we've done here. And we're going to be talking about serving. We're going to be talking about, hey, Tag Your It is more than just um, outside the walls of the church, but it's also for tending to the flock that we have awesome. here. So we're going to talk about what does serve mean? We're all coming from a different place mm. when we hear that. Some are burnt out. Some are excited. Some have never done this before. Some are a little bit passive about it. And so we're going to define what serve looks like and what that means in in the Christian discipleship journey. And I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm excited about that. The other thing that I've been noticing and I'm kind of excited about, and I want to get your take on it. When when I'm here on Wednesday night or heading out and I'm seeing the youth come, I feel like I'm seeing almost more students than before. And I wonder if you have seen that and if, if, if you and Aaron are processing that and what does that reflect about what's going on? It's so interesting. We did. We talked about this last Monday, and one of the things that we were we were realizing is um, there there's not much in our community right now that mm. is offering connection. And so I kind of almost feel like we have an, an amazing opportunity because there's, there's no competition, oh, you wow. know, <laughs> yeah. there's, I mean, and so we're seeing, um, we're seeing the numbers triple, you know, oh. at such a fast rate and, uh, people are coming with, without restraint, you know, yeah. and it's so exciting. I think the small group time is also an indicator too. small groups, you know, have been going longer than usual. Mm. Um, and almost having to kind of shut them down, wow. you know, in a way, because they need that connection, that, that personal interaction. I think that emotional health is right. something we're really trying to target and, and speak into. I'm so grateful that that's happening. And, um, and just, I mean, for, for you as a church family, I'm grateful that you continue to just believe in what God is doing through Centerpoint. And the solidarity means so much to me. Like the fact that we're standing together, even in a crazy, chaotic time, I'm grateful for who you are as a faithful, awesome church body. And I, w- I want to truly thank you for standing with us so that things like what James just described can happen. I, I mean, it, it has been amazing. I mean, even last night when we had Seek Night, I was walking around uh, before it began and looking around going, wow, it seems like there's about 200 high schoolers here. This is crazy. Who are all of these students, you know, and it's a great problem to have. Mm -hmm. But what it also means is that the message James is sharing this weekend is pivotal because you can't have triple the number of students show up and not also somehow be working on having triple the number of 
people volunteering and serving and serving to disciple those youth. So uh, when we when we heard the words of Jesus in Luke saying, you know, pray the Lord of the harvest would raise up workers. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. I think we're in, especially in young adults and youth experiencing that. And it's a time for lots of us to rise up and and take our place and, and really serve. Just want to say hey to some people, John and Teresa and Randon and Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Glad you're joining in with us at the CP table, uh, AKA previously known as 1020, but transitioning today right in front of your very eyes from 1020 to CP table. So I wanted to bring some scripture and, uh, and just sort of dice it up with you, Pastor James. So the scripture that, uh, that I was reading this morning that I just, I thank God for is Jude, uh, Jude verse 20. It, It says this, but you dear friends must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. So there's like these three directives that lead to this one conclusion. And I want to be safe in God's love. Yeah. I want to, I want, I want, I desire, I crave being safe in God's love. And I love that, that God wants that for us. Like in the midst of chaos, in the midst of challenges, in the midst of pandemics and crisis and whatever else, that there is a, a heart of God that's expressed here that, that we can be kept safe in God's love. But I also appreciate that it's not something that happens by autopilot. And the scripture we just read, I mean, three things in particular, you must build yourself up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you to eternal life. So let's talk about building ourselves up in our most holy faith. Just mm. when you hear that phrase as a pastor, as a, as a believer, like what comes to your mind, James, about building, uh, bu- building each other up in our most holy faith? Man, that's such a great question and a great scripture. Mm. And um, I, I think the first thing I think of is just uh, the investment in one another, I think is so important. You mm-hmm. know, praying for one another is huge. Um, and, and, and I want to make sure I'm hearing that right. It's yeah. about each other is yep. what we're saying. So, yeah, I would say it's um, it's reminding people who they are. Yes. You know, and, and not seeing the worst in people, especially mm. right now. Right. Isn't it so easy to see the, the worst? Yes. And I mean, okay, so it says build each other up in your most holy faith. But I don't know about you, but what I'm observing a lot of is people cutting each other down and doing so it, uh, purportedly like, like I'm a real believer and you're not because, and then fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel convicted about that. I feel like God is saying, that is not my way. Yeah. My way is for you to build each other up in your most holy faith. And I love what you just said, just in, investing in each other relationally, sp- the, taking the time to mm-hmm. care. I always am so grateful when out of the blue, I'll get a text from somebody saying, hey, you were on my mind today mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about you. I mean, the, uh, it's such a small thing. But it goes a long way. Absolutely. Uh, when there's this, there's one brother who, you know, sometimes after I preach, just makes it a point to to send me a message and say, "This was great about your message," and mm-hmm. uh, I I so appreciate that. But that builds. That's him mm-hmm. doing the building each other up in the most holy faith, and and, and praying for each other. But then also it, it talks about praying in the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. as a second facet of what leads to keeping yourself safe in God's love. So 
So let's break that down a little bit. What comes to your mind when you hear pray in the power of the Holy Spirit? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is your prayer life, you right. know, and, and recognizing that praying in tongues is, is an intimate thing, mm. you know, between you and the father that connects us, right? It connects us to heaven and it yes. connects us to the kingdom. Yes. And, and so I've heard you say this, I've read this through the, the apostles, you know, texts about how, when we pray, you know, it strengthens yeah, us yeah, yeah. in the Lord. I, I, it's amazing how, and I'll just share this, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll come out of a, of a meeting that's heavy mm-hmm. and, and I know that I need to minister to people later yes. that day. Yep. And, and so what I need to do is I need to pray. And, mm. and sometimes I don't have the words to articulate what I need to say. But when I pray in faith, when I pray in tongues, um, Mm. it strengthens me in a way that I can't articulate, but the Holy Spirit knows exactly what we're feeling, what we can't express. And I know that for some of us, uh, we hear praying in tongues and we're like, of course, right. No, it's, of course, that's it. But for others of us, maybe we wonder, you know, well, wait, hold on, what's that really about? And what is praying in tongues? I mean, I thought that, but read first Corinthians 14. And it describes what Pastor James was just saying. It says, when a person prays in tongues, they strengthen themselves. Mm -hmm. And when we are living through times like we're living through right now, we need the prayers that go beyond words. And, uh, you know, just for starters, like sometimes, did you ever have a, a feeling inside that was just so much that you just couldn't even quite express it with the English language and you just find yourself going, ah, could you allow yourself to consider that if you made that thought directed towards God, an actual form of praying in tongues? Because it is, it's a, a very small step from something like that kind of an expression, which is not in the English language and isn't an actual sure. word, but still conveys a whole lot of everything going on inside. And praying in tongues is a little like that, except it's more than just the human expression. It invites what Pastor James just talked about, that divine connection where uh, something happens that's Uh, two-way. Sometimes when I I think about praying in tongues, praying in the power of of the Spirit, like Jude verse 20 is talking about, I think of those old school fax machines where... You know, you'd hear it go off and it made this weird screechy. I'm, don't worry, I'm not going to try to imitate it right now. It hurt our ears. But like that <laughs> screechy, high-pitched, you know, dot, 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 screech, screech, whatever. And we didn't know what that meant. But something was happening. And all of a sudden, then a document came out the other mm-hmm. side. Like, but, but praying in tongues to me is a little bit like that. Yes, it's mysterious. And other people hearing it could yeah. say, oh, that's, so, that's kind of weird. Right. Uh, but... I, every time I know something's happening mm-hmm. and am being strengthened. Mm-hmm. And so I just would share with you today that if you are facing difficulties and challenges, would you let yourself be open to what Jude calls praying in the power of the Holy Spirit? And I don't mm-hmm. think that it's necessarily limited to only praying in tongues, but I would personally share if, if I'm your pastor, I'm telling you it, it is the high, high water mark of what it means to pray in the spirit is to pray in tongues. And maybe uh, you need someone to pray for you so that that could be activated. But on the other hand, maybe you just need to trust God. Mm. And even when this is done or just shut this off right now and say, okay, I'm going for it. And you just tilt your head back and say, God, and let that, that groan turn into something a little bit more 
heavenly. That's really good. I, I, I agree. I think that, what is that, Romans 8, 28, or Romans chapter 8, where it yes. talks about the groaning, right? Uh, words that we can't express. So it is, it's it's a matter of, of really recognizing from the outside person looking over at you, you might look ridiculous, right? You know, but but it really isn't about that. It's about strengthening the believer. And and the, I love how it uses the language of the power, right? There's right. power right. In, in our prayer tongue. Yes, yes. Yeah. So again, Jude one twenty, it mm-hmm. says, but you must build each other up in your most holy faith and pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you'll keep yourself safe. So awaiting the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, Mm. that seems like it could cover a lot of territory. But when you hear that phrase from the spirit of God, it's like the spirit saying, okay, you want to be kept kept safe in this, then, you know, build each other up and then Mm -hmm. pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. What comes to mind for you? Well, the first thing I think is just that action, wait. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's hard. Yeah, it, is. it is very hard <laughs> to wait, especially when you are in anguish or you, you're not in a place where um, we want to take action and, yes. and, and, and strengthen ourselves in a way that makes sense for us. But, but to wait on God um, requires faith. Yes, it does. And, it, and, and, um, and so that's what I would say. What mm. about you? What would be some of your thoughts? Okay, so I'm looking at the second part of the phrase, okay. await the mercy of the Lord yeah. Jesus Christ. I, yes, what you just said, the wait, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, yes, I do need your mercy. Like his mercy is what is going to convey into my life the covering, mm-hmm. the forgiveness, the extra grace that I, I require because of, you know, who I am and my shortcomings yeah. and the, the power and the strength and the ability to stick to it and not give up and the perseverance, the endurance, like it is all going to come to me because of his mercy. And so I'm, I am awaiting the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then the last part of it, who will, who will bring you eternal life? I think that I think that God does desire for us to be so impactful in this world, but I think he also knows that we need to have a long range view of of why we're doing what we're doing in this world and that there is a heaven awaiting us, that Mm -hmm. there is an eternal life that we get to look forward to. And it's like an anchor tethering me to the beauty of God's glorious future. Amen. And and when I, when I allow myself to, to, to shift my perspective from, mm-hmm. I mean, last night I was watching some news report about some riots in DC and it, it was stirring me up with so much anguish and awareness of the pain of people and the ugliness of the circumstance in the world right now. And if that's all I look at, m- my heart is also going to just be so turned inside out with the same kind of spirit. And I find here through Jude, await the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. It's like God beckoning me saying, I want you to think about the long range, the long, long, long range, like eternal life long. Yeah. The, the beauty of God's glorious future for all eternity in heaven. And what that does for me is it lifts me out of the, the, the rage of, of right now, not because I, I don't still need to do something about it. I do. I want to bring healing. I want to bring peace. I want to bring a touch of heaven into whatever place in this world there's pain and hurt and uh, and injustice and all all of that 
but it is by lifting my gaze to that eternal perspective of the eternal life in Christ that is going to bring the, the strength to, to be able to do something. That's so good. So James, uh, I want to just, uh, say hey to some people, yep. uh, James Dozy, good to see your name, Mary Meese and Matt and Sarah and, uh, Brooke, <laughs> special <laughs> someone there. Hey there. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining us today for, for this CP table conversation. Again, we were just dialing in on Jude one twenty, and uh, taking some time to just take in God's heart for us. And I just want to say thanks for being a part of the 1020 experience. Uh, today is the transition. T- today we're, we're transitioning that to what this is, the CP table. I felt like it was time to have some other voices uh, than just mine come to the table, bring some wisdom, bring some insight, bring some updates together. And this will be a work in progress as we're figuring it out. But w- it's it's for you. It's for us. It's for our community together. And I am grateful we get to meet in this way. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Pastor James, for jumping in with me today. Thank you for having me on here. This is such a pleasure to be with everyone. I feel like, um, I feel like, yeah, I love this. This is great. <laughs> it's going to be good. We're off. We're off. So thanks uh, also in particular to Brian Howley, who is our production engineer for the CP Table Experience, which is no small feat. This is a lot of gear. And uh, so we're grateful to have been with you this morning. God bless you. I hope you have an awesome day.